I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio, joined by Francis, rocking the fall flannel. Bro, you it is know me, L.L. Bean in the house. L.L. Bean. It is November. Da, 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 when it's time to wear a flannel. <laughs> yeah, flannels are in, man. I love flannels. When it's flannel season, I get excited. Uh, you know who I hit excited. up recently because I saw um, he was wearing a really cool coat that I liked? Who's that? Crazy Carl Radke. Oh, our old pal. Crazy Carl Radke. I DM'd him a picture that I'd seen of him wearing a cool coat. And I said, hey, Crazy Carl. Who makes this coat? And he said, uh, you know, rag and bone or something like that. And then he goes, big coat guy, huh? <laughs> but to you? <laughs> he said that to me. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah. You know, I almost suggested that he and I go coat shopping. Do you, you like coating? Coats? Coating. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with them. I don't. I that's don't, it? Yeah, that's it. I actually, dude, I like sold. I, ha- I used to have a bunch of jackets. I sold most of them. Now I only have two. Like for the winter. Wow. And I have like some light jackets, but dude, I feel like I never get to fucking wear them. Yeah, because light the weather, jackets. The weather in New York is never good for that. It's not amenable, no. And by the time I've wrapped my head around the fact that it's light jacket weather, I have officially forgotten that I even have them and I end up never wearing them. <laughs> it sucks. I, I, know, I know exactly this sucks phenomenon ass, and it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. The, the light jackets, they hide in your closet. It sucks. They're so small. They, they get buried by the big bulky shoulders of the puffer. I did. The other problem that I have, and tell me if there's a solution to this that anybody knows about or that you know about, I feel like when my fucking light jackets sit in the closet too long, they smell like closet. Yeah, they get a little bit of that moth-eaten smell. How do you get rid of that? You got to let them breathe. You got to bring them out. You know, run them around. They got to be free-range coats. So by bringing them out, it then... It then you want to feed them that, you know, antibiotic, (laughs) hormone-free grain. Does that actually work, though? Oh, yeah, you know, you sure? run them around. Because, dude, I've heard, stretch. I had heard that if you throw them in the dryer with a dryer sheet for a little bit, that works. I've, I tried that the other day and it didn't work. Oh, no. Um, mm. So with, like, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, I feel like if I don't wash them at the beginning of the season, they just smell like the drawer. Interesting. And I, But I don't feel like washing them. So right. it makes me want to be a fucking minimalist. That's not a bad way to live, dude. And I have to say that with the, you know... These these all these websites that let you sell nice pieces of clothing secondhand, mm-hmm. like Poshmark real, real. and Real Real, yeah. and make some cash. All these places, dude, you get real money, and even if it's only like twenty percent of what you paid, you feel pretty good about getting rid of stuff and getting paid for it. No, dude, totally. And and Hill Dog made a really good point too. Like you can buy really good shit from there because their vetting process is pretty good, mm-hmm. and by doing that, it's like a very sustainable. Yeah. Thing. you know what i mean it's totally like very eco-friendly i bought a um i bought a tom ford suede coat from the real real wow. a number of years ago dope it was Good like purchase down from like six thousand oh dollars down to like 700 nice and it's in great shape mm-hmm. so i don't care that 
someone might have passed away in it before me. So you love coats. You've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, agreed, dude. As long as they weren't wearing it in the coffin, People it's aren't fair fornicating game. in suede yeah. coats. And if they are, great. You no, know, there's not no jizzy juices in there in the pockets, <laughs> the breast pocket of my Tom Ford leather coat. Yeah, no, I have no, I have no issue in theory with uh, resale stuff. If someone died in a piece of clothing, would that haunt you? Would that bother you? I would never fucking know. Well, let's say you did know. Uh, let's say that they were saying, look, you can buy this really, really cool coat that you, Julio, you want. It's perfect for you. Just it, so you it know, creep me out the last wearer croaked while wearing it. No, I wouldn't care. Dude, it just reminds me of the story of this Lebanese guy making all the money. I've told, have I told this on the pod? I think real quickly, the house on the hill. What's that house on the hill? They're like, oh, it's haunted. He goes, it's haunted. Bought it, flipped it, knocked it down, put a new house up, made a bunch of money. He's like, haunted my ass. You haven't told me that story. (laughs) Yeah, that's a story. This Lebanese guy that I know told me about a Lebanese guy that he knows, and he bought some, quote, haunted house. He was laughing as he said that. (laughs) What's up with you and all these Lebanese people? I just, dude, I'm tapped into the Lebanese, to the Lebanese circuit, man. I am. I'm tapped in. Okay. I like that. Spent some time in in Beirut during the golden years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. in between, you know. Um, but dude, right. you are a coat person. I am a coat guy. That's my, that's a vice of mine. So you, you know, can be walking down the street, see a coat and be enamored and fucking grab it. I don't really buy anything anymore. I haven't bought anything for myself in a long time. Well, my dude, priorities have you recently talked about the watch acquisition. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so have I don't you, know why I say that. Have You're you right. dialed it back? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think what's happened is that my... My desires for, you know, commodities and, and sort of items mm-hmm. have the, the, has changed such that I want much, much more expensive things. So I've stopped buying littler things. Got it. Which may be good. There's less clutter in the house, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, I still, I still want really nice things. Totally. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. So, dude, I was watching this documentary called The Minimalists. Yeah. And have you seen it? No. So, if to be honest, it felt a little outdated. I think oh. it's probably from 2017, 2016. Uh, so it was but kind of before a lot of like the talk of social media being negative had started, or maybe it was kind of in its infancy compared to now. Um, and it's this idea that if you don't want all this stuff or whatever, it can be freeing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have necessarily a take on it or not. I mm-hmm. honestly didn't really like the documentary that much. I get the idea of that. But, like, the guys pushing the idea, it shows them kind of living their life. And nothing, to me, discredits a person in their philosophy more than, like, the way that this guy was acting. What was he like, doing? Like, he'd meet people and he'd go, oh, I'm a hugger, man. And he'd hug everyone. That alone, I no longer am interested in listening to your philosophy. <laughs> Why? Why would that turn you off to his uh, 
sort of his ability to not spend a lot on and buy stupid shit. Dude, this sort of like I'm a guru, sort of like eyes glazed over, whitewash, positivity, bullshit. Like I, that is a huge red flag to me. Mm. So like, oh, I've this this lifestyle. Like I'm just kind of like, you know, dude, fuck off. Like I agree with the idea of it, but I can't get behind it because of the way that the main guys were acting in this video. I thought they were like cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I and this isn't me saying that you should be doing that either. I don't want that to come off as like, well, Francis, have you ever thought? Right. I don't really have a strong feeling on that. And well. Okay, so I got something, which is, I just watched this show on Netflix called Made, M-A-I-D. I haven't seen it. It's, it's oh, is it with, what's her name? Margaret Mar- Qualley, Margaret the Qualley. daughter of Andy McDowell, yes. who yes. actually plays her, her mother on the show. The uh, mother and daughter play mother and daughter on the show. Interesting. And it's, That's crazy. She was, really in, she was in, once, uh, Margaret Qualley was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. She's, she's blowing up. She date. She briefly dated our buddy Pete. Is that right, dude? Which is funny. This is another like funny, like random thing where like having two ties to a person. Like I met her briefly one time through that, but she also like stayed at Hillary's apartment in L.A. once because she was friends with Hillary's roommate and she was interning. No way. Yeah, and it's just it's funny to have like random ties to people who then end up like being on the most hip TV show of all dude, time. Dude, let me tell you something. Margaret Qualley on this show is one of the best it's one of the best acting performances i've ever really? seen she crushes it ever awesome it's i gotta watch I, it. I hate using this word because it sounds like i'm trying to sound smarter about reviewing a show than i am but uh it's so understated you know her her acting is so understated you you she is so pained at so many moments but she doesn't cry to just show that and to feel her pain without seeing these like overt obvious signs of emotion mm-hmm. is i mean is very subtle uh conveying of 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 feeling um that said the show i cannot recommend it highly enough it was the best show you i've the seen thing? yeah is it a mini series yeah it's a limited series 10 episodes cool. um it's based on the book that was written i think called confessions of a maid um but the story, I mean, I, I think the show is loosely based on it. I don't know how much is true, but it really shows um, what it's like to be to be quite poor. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many shows that do that. Um, and especially, you know, she's poor. She's sort of white trash. Uh, she has a daughter. She, you know, she can barely afford. And living from sort of $30 payment to $30 payment. And does it take place like now? Not long ago. Mm-hmm. It's in Washington state. Okay. And there's a huge sort of contrast between the people she works for, the wealthy people whose houses she cleans and, and the struggles she's going through and the lack of sort of empathy that people have for her. Um, and it really kind of, <sighs> I mean, her life is so rough, is so bad, and these little things that happen that make her happy and and life good made me realize, man, I could live with so much less. I really think I could live with so, so much less than I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a good reality check. And be happy. I mean, and be happy. Like if I, I don't even know, man. I, I just, there's, 
what do you how much money do you need to survive not that much necessarily you know was it do you think you could survive on 300 bucks a week no probably not i wouldn't be able to like pay my rent and my bills okay right so you downsize apartments yeah i don't know man it's a dumb game but like whatever like like the but the point is a valuable one you could live on less and be fine granted yes you'd have to like make adjustments well, it's just it just you start to wonder like where the hell is how are my credit cards getting up where they are i know i talk about this all the time i talk about it all the time but they're just like there are just charges life hits you in the face with these unavoidable things where you're like yeah you just accept that something was eighteen hundred dollars or something and then you're like man what cho- i didn't have a choice mm-hmm. yeah it's funny too like when the sort of median of what is a comfortable expense as that goes up over time you're like wow like i can never i could never imagine a time where like i'd be okay with this costing this i know (laughs) well that brings us to inflation which how much are you following what's happening right now in the market uh a little bit but they keep talking about how inflation is going to be so bad and then the market just keeps going up so i'm like waiting for this like a couple bad weeks to happen or something um yeah because the the market is, I think, the stock market on inflation is less speculative than people are. Um, Got it. So it needs to sort of, yeah, it'll like catch up. Well, like the reason, the reason, I'm okay, I'm not going to explain this because I'm not smart enough. But what I understand is that, you know, there's so much cash in the system right now that was pumped in to help people and help the country, you know, get through the pandemic and all of that, that, um, People are flush and they're buying stocks, they're buying watches, they're buying homes, all of these things. But as the the value of money decreases, right, um, at, at a faster and faster rate and the, and the goods that a year ago cost X are now three to five percent higher, whatever it is, um, there's going to be a, a reckoning. Mm-hmm. Raising interest rates and stuff. And the way that the Federal Reserve will combat the, have i explained this on the podcast? yeah i think we talked oh, about jesus it christ later. why am i you, you gotta you know what put a fucking sock in my mouth <laughs> gag me with a spoon don't let me get into this shit again i don't even know why i'm holding court i you know i don't need to explain this again but so you're stressed out about it i am i guess that's why i'm talking about it again mm-hmm. i'm i am stressed um you know dude whatever like a lot of the stuff that's gonna affect you as far as Money that you have saved, it's not money you're planning on touching anyway, and over time it's going to go up. So don't fucking worry about it. I know. You know. But just think about when you go to the bodega to buy a Snapple, and now it's $7. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, but one day you're going to go to buy... You're not buying a Snapple at the bodega every night, are you? I don't buy... I haven't. I don't really... Okay, you go buy one of your nice bottles of water. Buy a water bottle, yeah. And it was it used to be three dollars and twenty nine cents, and now all of a sudden it's five dollars and forty five cents. You can still find it for three dollars and twenty nine cents somewhere. I don't know about that. Well, maybe okay. I don't know about that unless you're in one of those traffic intersections and there's a guy walking up and down, <laughs> bottle of water, cold bottle. And you're like, well, I can only get this from you know August, July to August. You're like, dude, this is really where you chose to do this. <laughs> like you, like you know how many sidewalks there are. And even that guy's going to be charging two dollars and fifty cents. I mean, dude, I like listen. I'm I'm so far in my life, I'm very comfortable with how much the prices of things have progressed. Mm. I'm sure. I I just don't think 
it's going to be, I, I don't foresee it being some like thing that I re- really affects me. Got it. But you know, the same way I said COVID wouldn't affect us. That was one of the worst calls in history by Whoopsie me. Daisies. Uh, you know, Whoopsie daisies. who knows? But yeah, I try not to be too, too forward thinking. Mm. You know, if anything, I'm, I'm a back thinker. Oh yeah, you know you're a, you're a look back and smile kind look of guy. Look back and smile on on better times with better beverages. Yeah, and that's why. And I'm sure I'm excited to say this because I know all the listeners love this brand. We are happy to be back in bed with Stewart Spite Seltzer. Hell baby. yeah, Ryan! You want to pass me a couple of those cans? They got new cans that they've launched. Uh, these things are looking pretty snazzy. You pretty guys. You guys remember Stewart's Spike Seltzer. You remember Stewart's. Stewart's was the root beer brand that was started many, many moons ago. Um, they're carrying the legend forward, paying Check homage out, to the classic Americana and nostalgia while adding a modern twist and adapting it to today's market. So look, these are the new cans. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see them. And these are two of the sort of crispy, crispy new flavors. The uh, Well, not new flavors, but kind of more of the contemporary flavors. The black cherry and the raspberry lime. Raspberry lime. Delish. Uh, which are two of our favorites. That's right. Um, guys, it is 100 calories per can, 0 to 1 grams of sugar, 1 gram of carbs, gluten-free, vegan, 5% ABV, alcohol from a premium sugar malt base, natural flavors, no artificial sweeteners. You know, the good stuff. That's it. Um, but anyway, we really love uh, Stewart's. We are, they are sponsoring our live shows, which we're super psyched about. A couple of important facts. Okay, so at the moment, it's only available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Colorado. The beginning of 2022, it will be available everywhere. Holy smokes. Yeah, if you're interested in uh, figuring out where to find it, you can hit up their Instagram, Stuart's Piked. That's, there's one S in the middle, so Stuart's Piked, at mm. Stuart's Piked. Or you can um, say Su- Stuart Spiked. Stuart spiked. I guess that's probably a much easier. Yeah, way either way. Thank yeah. you, Francis, for helping me with that. Um, so you can DM them or you can go to stewartspike.com and there's a store locator function where you can figure it out. Uh, but we love we love this brand. We love these spiked seltzers. So get, get yourself some Stuart spiked. Uh, Iconic just got spiked. Mm, love it. Good shit. Excellente. Um, dude, let me ask you a question. So I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he was kind of... I don't want to say bitching, but bitching about the fact that when he goes to dinner with his wife's father, he tends to either, he, he, he is paying more of the time mm. for everybody. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he's like, dude, am I wrong to think that like, typically if you're going to dinner with the parent, the parent is picking up the tab. I think it's, uh, let's say for our age group, because I think, I think the shift happens soon where like us paying and, and it, it's different for everybody. But in most of my experience, if I'm go to dinner with parents, yeah. the expectation is that they will most likely be paying. Yeah. I think it's different, um, on it for every family. And I wonder, I wonder like where that age comes in. You know what I mean? Cause I'm at a, you know, I'm at a point where if I were to like do something with my dad, right? Like maybe he would pay, but like if for some reason we got into a situation where like I was covering some stuff, like I wouldn't think that was weird. You know, I'm a man. I can mm-hmm. pay for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's nice if when a parents do pay, of course I'm so grateful. Right. Um, I don't necessarily expect it, but I will say if I've, I can't tell you the last time I went to dinner with parents and the, that the parents did not pay. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I also think that um, if this is an issue for him, he just shouldn't. He shouldn't go to dinner with them so much. No, and I, I actually don't think that he necessarily is going that often. But he, he, he brought it up in this way, where he's like, "Is that? Am I wrong to think that's odd?" And now, granted, of course, that is a person-to-person thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the people that I know and have known, the parents are typically paying. Yeah, and and that kind of like runs the gamut of of different socioeconomic backgrounds. Whereas if I go to dinner with parents who are wealthier versus parents who aren't as much, the place we go is what reflects that. But the parents mm. still pay. Interesting. Like we'll go to a place where that person, that parent, feels comfortable covering the bill, right. as opposed to like going to the you know the most expensive fucking restaurant ever and not batting an eyelash. You know what I mean? I right. Know. Like maybe you get into a situation where even though they're paying, they're like, did somebody order? Who ordered uh, the pumpkin? Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe the techniques are different, but yeah, I don't know. SNL did a sketch about this recently that was not very good. About the parents picking up? No, the- about about people breaking down the bill. Oh, yeah. And, and who ordered what and who should be paying for what. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very good sketch, but the concept was solid. So dude, when we went to dinner, I think Hillary was worried that I was going to start doing that because I was looking at, I was just trying to figure out where to put the tip. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you would notice this, but when the bill did come, I didn't look at the, t- at the check mm-hmm. because the worst thing I think is to, when you treat somebody to then make them feel insecure about the fact that you're treating them. Mm-hmm. I think there should be none of that to the dude. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> To the point where, like, I almost am worried that I've gone so far in that direction that it actually is taking away from it. Because <laughs> even Sierra was talking to me about dinner when we were upstairs. She's like, wasn't dinner great? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was great. And she's like, no, but, like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, are you not going to agree with me? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, she, maybe she's just saying that. So I, want, I don't want to make her feel pressure to say it was good. Boy, because- <laughs> you're as neurotic as I am. <laughs> and I didn't think you were. You're Dude. you're so stable in so many ways on your thoughts, but that is a, a, a peek behind the curtain, a shaky curtain. <laughs> well, anyway, dude, I, I did not look at the bill and I handed my credit card and then the bill came and I just couldn't figure out where to put the tip. And I saw Hillary kind of glance over being like, stop fucking looking over itemizing the bill. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing that. I just couldn't figure out where to put the tip. Mm. Anyway, sorry. For no, no, what, no. Did you think something about the SNL? No, I don't. I, that's it. I, I didn't have anything. I, You know, look. I'm, I, I'm trying to think right now. Um, I kind of want to just ask you some bigger life questions. Dude, love it. I love a good bigger life question. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I got really hot with my flannel on, so I took that off. Oh, boy. And then as soon as I took that off, it, sort of, it was as if I was shedding the outer layer of my onion. Mm. And now we're getting down to the core of it. Mm, and I feel ready to, 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 to lob you some big life question peel back the onion did you even look like an onion like the lime green is sort of like when the <laughs> onion isn't fully ripe yet and the white reflects the core that is fully ripe uh, what, a, what an apt metaphor um hit me dude hit me with the juice well <laughs> okay so my life right now is is uh is is sort of visible for me in terms of the things that are right in front of me, you know, unfortunately I, I feel as if I keep myself on track by saying, well, 
I want this or I'm 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 aim, I'm I'm aiming for this goal oriented. Yeah, and then in a year or two this and this and this. Um and are these things or career or you know, both? It's, it's it's both. I think it's uh um, like house. I want to have a kid by this age and you know, be moving into a place where the kid and I can have a catch in the backyard by this age and have you no. guys started talking about names yet? No. No. Okay. I think we've talked about that too. We yeah, but I think that naming kids once you're engaged is less of a it is like a very realistic thing to be doing as yeah. opposed to before. Well, I okay, so all right. I mean, I've I've alluded to this on the pod before, but there's a there's a project that I've been working on for the last year and a half that is a very very close to um having a decision to on. close to judgment day yeah we're about to face the jur- our, our our day in court is nigh <laughs> and this has been whether i realized it or not i mean i definitely realized it but i think i was lying to myself in that i've definitely put a lot of expectation behind this and the decision that's going to be made on this project and if it happens, um, my life will change, undoubtedly. Okay, but let me ask you this. So, so I wonder if that's even necessarily true. Well, I think I'll make I'll be making a lot more money. So, okay, I, I and guess, then okay. and then my thought is then I can have access to buy the house. <laughs> okay, so my here my only so I I worry that I can't talk about this without without. Uh, kind of disclosing a little bit what it is, so maybe I won't. It's a show. We can say that okay. it's a TV show. Okay, fine. So, yeah. so, so, say that it goes well, it would just go right to series, or you would get a pilot. Um, I think I think it's. Can you not talk it's about It's more that? likely that it would go to series based on the the companies the to... that we're looking at Got working it. with. Got it. Okay, so then yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, dude, I want the problem with this situation which i think will make you feel better and I, i'm sorry if i keep doing this anytime we talk about this and francis says any kind of doubtful thing i feel this like i feel protective of him and i try <laughs> to play devil's advocate by giving him a positive outlook um so that's all that this is but like the, you could argue that you'll never get away from that so like even if it goes it now has to be a hit and then if it gets canceled, then what? You know what I mean? Like, like there's right. always a really bad outcome looming, and you, you know, you're fucking killing it. How 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 dangerous is hope? It, it, I feel like it definitely is. It can be dangerous, but it depends the way that you look at it. All right. So my answer to your thought of it has to be a hit, it get canceled. My hope is not that this TV show will get picked up and then will run as a major success for eight, 10 seasons, you know, Mm. and will be my life for the next decade. My hope is closer to my face, um, which is that it will, it'll just get picked up. We'll, we'll sell it. And my thought there is that even if it does get canceled or it's not a hit, it will uh, be something that I can point to, which will lend, credibility to my career and will make future opportunities or potential buyers more um, willing 
to bet on me. Yeah. So it kind of elevates your status to a point it just, where yeah, it would be the first easier. it would be the first splash that I've made and it'd be an, a major, you know, credit and let's call it the biggest splash that you've made. Yeah, it would probably would be. Yeah. Not the first though. You've had some sp- you've been splashing. I've been splishing around. You've been, you've mm, been waiting I've been in the doing a little bit of uh <laughs> floaty splishing doggy paddle in the old splish splash in the old kitty pool. Uh, Jump back in the bath. Yeah. So okay. All right. Let's say that this show this show I've been working on, you know, I I am hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um but I also have the mindset of okay, well, if this this in two weeks, if I find out that nobody wants this and it's not going to get made, you know, I'm I'm ready to make some major changes in my life. Like what? Um, well, first of all, I I always intend for us to keep doing this podcast because I love it and we've built something great and. You know, <laughs> I, did I you hope... sense of me being like, does he mean he wants to stop the podcast? No, no. I just think I I'm for our listeners and yeah. you know everybody. There's, there's, there's always. I'm always going to do everything I can to make room for this. Uh, this is a major priority. I love this. This is a, a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this show doesn't not get made, um, I might start exploring other, other works. Mm-hmm other fields not like a, a nine to five necessarily but just doing other shit some of these other things that i've started to kick around i mean the idea of but of just like bashing my head into the wall for another decade trying to make movies or tv shows or get a stand-up special or being on the road all the time and you know i i just i i don't know how much more of that i can take mm-hmm. i can't and and it is a, it is an industry of rejection mm-hmm. of of constant thickening of the skin of constant you know getting close yeah it's all or nothing it's a zero sum game i mean i i don't see it that way but well, you've managed you've managed to forge a very good career with it with, where you've been able to to not have it be a zero sum game you've, in what way though well, like, you, I would argue you're more successful than me. No, but I'm saying I would say that like okay, you've been able to find like if you were aiming for something, right? But you didn't get that thing, you were able to get something that was right next to it mm. or right below it or you know what I mean? I don't know, dude. I mean, I I've gotten close to a lot of big things that didn't work out, lots of them. They, that of course sucks, but it didn't and it didn't okay. cause you to lose hope. Not really. Like in the moment, yes. Like there was there's a couple that stand a couple standout moments. Like I sort of was in the final stages of being cast on this pilot that ended up going to series. I would have made a bunch of money. Like all this weird shit happened. I ended up not getting it. Um, and you know, you sign your contract, all this stuff. I was like super bummed out for like a couple days on that one. And then there's like things that'll like just kill your spirit for a little bit too. Like you take a huge L in some like competition or like something and then like makes you feel really bad. Like you don't know what you're doing, but like I've kind of never fallen far enough away from it that I wasn't able to come back. Cause I see that happen to people. Like you see them lose hope and then like enough time goes by where they don't have any choice but to pivot and do something else. That's nowhere near happening to you. I mean, you're very much in the mix. Like you are on the road, like you have a great career, but I also understand that, this feeling that 
it sucks. Like it's a shitty, it's shitty. Mm -hmm. So like, regardless of how well you're doing, if you can't take it, you can't take it. I'm just wondering what, what else would you do? And I know maybe you don't know the answer to that. No, I mean, I, I have some curiosities, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they are just flavors of the week. Right. Like or if it, yeah. they are something I would enjoy. Because that's the thing. It's easy to kind of like fantasize about life outside of the trenches when you're in the trenches, but life outside of the trenches is often another trench. Right. <laughs> right. Which is not always great. And you're like, fuck, this sucks. I know. No, you're right about that. You know, you're right about um, that. But dude, I've fucking, I've definitely paid my dues from a standpoint of like, you know, having to do shit that I hated, doing terrible shows, doing side jobs that I hated. Uh, and now, you know, the last few years have been great. Um, and I hope to kind of continue any positive trajectory and working on stuff I'm passionate about. But I do understand the fear of, uh, you know, this big day coming. And then it's like, if this doesn't work out, then what? But I said this to Francis earlier, and, you know, I hope that this is comforting as well. The sort of nature of our business is you create time for yourself to work on these long-term projects. So like there's always a space for that. So, you know, if this show didn't work out, I'm sure you'd find some new thing that you were excited about. But also maybe it does work out. And then I wonder. You know. I find that I've been less creative lately. As this show has loomed, the pot the potential mm. of the show has loomed. I have started you know subconsciously kind of placing my eggs in that basket right even though i've been told many times not to do that it's very hard it's hard not to it's very hard not to it's hard not, not to. to put the cart before the horse um you know and and, and uh i feel you dude i know i know you think about how what your life will be like this new life that's you know and again, putting the car, that, that's another danger of putting the car before the horse. It's like, dude, watch, you suddenly get that show and you fucking bust your ass for six months shooting it and you're going to be producer, obviously, and writing and overseeing and problem solving. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, I fucking miss stand up, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's always, there's no like utopian sort of promised land ever out there. So what is that. fulfillment then? I think it's a journey, dude. You know, I think fulfillment changes. I think you get fulfilled and then you need fulfillment elsewhere, maybe. You know what I mean? Do you think that most people don't truly feel fulfilled until they're 70 or something? Or like Buddhists? <laughs> Eight, yeah, exactly. 80, you know, where you can really look back and say, I've lived a full life. I'm maybe. grateful for everything I experienced. Well, dude, I'll say this, like every single documentary I see of any famous or successful person, they either are like my kids were the greatest thing in my life or my biggest regret is not spending enough time with my kids. Yeah. So maybe that's our gift in uh, evolution is being able to have the gift of procreation or something. Yeah. Dude, have you been seeing, have you been like talking to your shrink about this stuff? Yeah, I have been. Um, but, you know, it's a little inconvenient to schedule her and kind of you know it's expensive and i i wish there were a, a, a more a, you know a better option in terms of therapy <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's why we are we're pushing talk space here on who's the podcast talk space it is a great convenient modern way for you to connect with your therapist talk through your shit 
and you can get in contact with them at all times of the day, sending a message uh, 24-7. No need to wait for your weekly appointment if you need them. However, you can, of course, schedule your weekly appointment, and you can then meet with your therapist via any a device that you can that you can get video feed on mm. your phone, your iPad, your computer, whatever. Um, it's it's a really great way to kind of put you in a private room with just you and your therapist anywhere you are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, I really think therapy is important, especially for people who do what we do. Like mm-hmm. I was in therapy for years; it was super helpful. But for for anyone, really, I mean, all these things that I if I didn't have Julio or a therapist or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how, I mean, listen to the conversation that we're having. I, this is therapy yeah. and it's helpful. And I think people should, should really benefit from from trying it and having, you know, someone they can really be honest with and uh, talk space makes that available. Yeah. And dude, I'll be honest, like sometimes during during the day as a comedian, it can be really hard to sort of like structure your day in a way that like feels not terrible, <laughs> that feels good mm-hmm. because it's just like so isolating so alone and it's just like having a fucking shrink dude it's huge anyway uh if you guys visit talkspace.com you get a hundred bucks off your first month when you use the promo code oops when you sign up it's a pretty solid discount uh join talkspace today start moving forward with a single message that's a hundred bucks off at talkspace.com with promo code oops wow nice good shit you know the reason that this has come to mind for me that these sort of musings and this uh sense of I feel a little bit stagnant right now. I feel like I'm waiting. And part of that, I was heating up a rotisserie chicken in the microwave just a couple hours ago. <laughs> and it was two minutes on the microwave. That's the amount of time I plugged in. And I hit it. And then I just watched the microwave. I watched the time count down. Because I thought, okay, two minutes, you know, it's not so much time. So I just watched it. And I thought to myself, boy, that's two minutes. It it very much struck me that I was watching time slip away. (laughs) This was a, a, you ever like, you watch a countdown, right? Now, granted, it's two minutes. So you don't think it's, wow, there's really not a whole lot else I could do in that time. There's no, maybe there's no better use for this time. What could I accomplish in two minutes? But I can't tell you how many times in my life that I've watched 10 minutes slip away, half an hour, a full day. Mm-hmm. And that is that makes me frantic mm-hmm. thinking about that, wasting time. Yeah. And part of it, too, is when you are surrounded as we are by self-help books, inspirational quotes on Instagram, all these you know, sayings that you read, wherever you read them, they just smack you in the face and resonate for about 10 minutes. Yeah. But during that time, you know, you read that quote on that inside cover of the book or wherever it says, you know, you know, stop waiting for your life to come to you. And you think, okay, now I'm going to go out and find life. I'm going to go seek it. Motivating. Yeah. All, All of that troubles me. Because I'm I'm waiting for an answer on something. And instead of, you know, getting things aligned such mm-hmm. that if that didn't happen, I could go, I'd have other thing, other options. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. But dude, to, to your point, though, about hope, right? 
Like, of course, like you can smell the W, you know what I mean? You've done so much hard work. You've, you've created these sort of like alliances of powerful, like it's just a great, it's been a great up to this point. Right. And now there's so much riding on these next couple of weeks. Like, of course that's stressful, you know, but then, but, but think about how beautiful the hope is, is still, you know what I mean? As long as you have some hope, you're still cooking. That's all you really need. So you think when you've lost hope. That is when things get really but dark. another way another way to phrase lo- i've lost hope is reality it's time to get real yeah but i don't know dude i don't think that is necessarily reality i think reality has there's like a there's a upside and a downside and the let's get real that you're talking about just sounds like the bad side you know well, in in facing reality in facing a reality um on the morning after finding out that something you were really excited about or had hoped for right. wasn't going to happen that could be reality can just be you know right. the spur that kicks you right. forward and says okay that didn't happen now i need to i need to i still need to work mm-hmm. i need to um make money and i'm going to start you know, curating my LinkedIn profile or reaching out to people and I'm switching it up, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that reality is not necessarily the loss of hope, uh, but it, it can be the start of, of building hope in another direction. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, sure. How close, how close is hope to delusion? Does I mean it doesn't have to be? I think it's a it's a spectrum, you know. Like you can be too hopeful in an unrealistic way. You can be not hopeful enough, and you can be helpful in a perfectly health healthy way. Do you ever wonder that we're delusional? Uh, sometimes, but then that's why those microdoses are great because they just <laughs> tell me that I'm not, and then I end up being right, dude. I'm not even joking. Do you agree with that? Do you get that feeling when you take them? I get this feeling where I feel so confident in my things that I think. And that makes me think that I should trust them more because think- I know it can go the other way too mm. with, with those kind of things. Interesting. So yes and no, man. I think that we didn't get into this to be real, to be that realistic because I think, but the thing that I've realized about being realistic is that it's per, it's a per, uh, perception thing. Cause where I'm from, dude, like there weren't nobody. I didn't know any famous people. I didn't know any actors. I, I didn't know anybody who knew them. And anybody who said they did, I thought that they were lying. That's how disconnected we were. Mm-hmm. And everybody in that place, like a lot, not not everybody, but a lot of like parents or just like the overwhelming school of thought was like, you can't do that. Like, no, you know how few people make it. And I just can't help but thinking, you know how few people try because of that. How many people really try? Mm-hmm. And I think that number is a lot lower than yeah. we might be giving credit for so like, don't fall for that. So I think that like going for it is not a bad thing. No, it, it isn't. And we certainly have up to this point. I, I feel that I have the luxury to go for it. You know, I, I, I feel confident that if on my 35th birthday, I say all of a sudden, or I, by that point, I'm doing something totally different. And this whole adventure was uh, a, a a snipe hunt is the term I think they use like a, a, a hunt for something that isn't actually there. And it was just a, a false lead. Um, I don't think that I will look back and say, boy, I really wasted all those years 
in comedy if only I had dedicated them to what I'm doing, you know, to becoming the master baker that I've right, decided that right, I yeah. want to be. I'd be farther along now. Uh, I do think that these are, yeah, snipe hunt, right? That works. Right, right? but the, yeah, these things lead you to where you end up, which can be good, which you, which typically, hopefully, will end up being good. Yeah, unless it's in a ditch. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me ask, let me ask Ryan, Ryan, your hope right now. What is your primary hope? Do you have hope? Right. How old are you? 25. Yeah, so this is an age of hope. <laughs> you have hope. You must. Yeah, I have hope. I, But it's just, it's in the back of my, I, I can't think of anything specific that I'm, I'm putting it towards. I, I am a hopeful person. When it's your, when it's your birthday and you blow out the candles, what are you thinking? I, it's a tough question. I, I guess... When I blow out my birthday candles, I will just be, am I one step closer to where I want to be? And am I putting myself in the position to to do that? And then there's a lot of things that are out of my control. That's Dude, What the, the fuck is wrong with you That's what guys? you think that's when you, you think blow out birthday candles? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird... No, I, I'm like, oh, everyone's <laughs> singing. I, I what, thought you were going to agree with him. I thought you were going to agree no, with him. No, that's, the, that's so practical. That's too grounded. You're well, 25. You got to wish for a fucking pony or something. Or a flying car. Tesla. I want their Tesla with a red bow on it out in my garage, parking garage. That's my take wow. on hope. Birthday candles. Yeah, I, I get the analogy. But that, on, that's my take Ryan on, on hope. I, I <laughs> didn't Ryan. expect him to answer with the, the fucking, you know, perspective of a statistics professor. <laughs> it's very, very grounded what you just said. And it's admirable. But having said that. I put a birthday, a cupcake with in front of you right now on your birthday. It's a lit candle. Yeah. Are you really thinking, I hope that I get in- incrementally closer to my, my goals and I continue my path of self-improvement and uh, <laughs> that my life is fulfilling? No. There has to be something tangible, whether it's a million TikTok followers in a year or, you know, even if it's, even if it's a selfless wish. Like, I want my family to remain healthy. That's something I often wish. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I want my, my family to be as healthy as they can be for as long as possible. I would wish. So, I, I love all those things, but if I were to think off the top of my head, I would wish for a brand new Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds messed up. After no, no, you no, bring no, those up. But Volvos, Volvos are sexy, and that's something that I want. They're like you making want a, Volvo? a comeback. Yeah I, yeah, I grew up with a 2001, and it was all right, but the new ones are gorgeous i grew up with a volvo too dude the oh, yeah. the interior is so sexy and the the uh the touch screen is like over it's like the size of an ipad very sexy very sexy car i have Sorry. a dream someday that we that, will something's gonna happen the podcast will get bought by i don't know warner so brothers huge, or something, and we'll buy gifts for chris and uh chris and ryan and and we, i guess we know what we're getting him now dude i'm getting so volvo yeah, and i'm getting chris wow. that richard milley plane dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, hilarious. What do you What do you do when you blow out your candles? I'm like, oh, this is fun. No, I'm always like, man, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You don't think about the wish. No, oh, um, no, not really. You don't wish for something when you blow out candles. No, I guess I do. I I got. Oh, sorry, sorry. What do I wish for? Or what am I thinking? And what I'm thinking is, this is fun. What am I wishing for? Probably the family thing. This is a good question. I want my Very. family to be healthy. 
Um, I they, hope that I'm happy. I continue to be happy in my relationships yeah. and my life. And by the way, people say if you tell people what you wish for, it won't come true. But that's only the case, in my opinion, while you're, while you're blowing out the Fully candles. Agree. We are past. Statute of limitations. The statute of limitations have worn <laughs> off. None of us have a birthday coming up. So, um, Right? When's your birthday? Yeah, mine too. Right. Um, it's so funny. You guys are both in March. Wow. Um, Interesting. Dude, yeah. I mean, food for thought, man. I think that I dude, I've, I've curated, I've started curating my LinkedIn profile before I've, I've certainly been there and I've had these thoughts where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. But you know, I think it was at a different, it was at a time where I was like, I don't know. I was like, literally how the fuck am I ever going to make this work type mm-hmm. thing? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go back to like folding clothes or teaching tennis. No. Um, but I, you think know. about, uh, you remember in knocked up Seth Rogen? Mm, I don't like, I don't remember it well enough. I've okay. Seen it, but. Well, he gets her pregnant obviously. And he's just this sort of dreamy stoner who, you know, is vaguely working towards creating that website where they would highlight the, the nude moments of famous actresses you know in hollywood and then they find out that someone already did it and then he's listless but they have their big falling out he and katherine heigl and then he gets some job you know some real job and there is a real job that we could do that's not folding clothes totally 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 but dude this is what i will say to you the like people, a lot of the time, the people who are like, oh, I want to write, I want to do this. Like you ask them, okay, what have you written? They haven't written anything. They haven't even, they have an idea. Having an idea is easy. Doing it is hard and it sucks and it's not fun. And like your friends, no one's going to be like, oh, you're writing it. It's sick. People are going to judge you and like whatever. And then maybe it'll become something. Maybe it won't. But like, dude, good for us for at least going for it for real. Yeah. Like we're like in the mix, you know, we're doing stuff like I'm very, I feel very fulfilled by my projects, even if fucking nobody watches them. Um, and you should be proud of yourself that you've gotten this far with, with whatever it is that you're developing. I don't want to give away too many details. And, you know, if I, I really just think it'll make you even more efficient and better the next time around where you just are so much more familiar with the steps and, you know, Kevin Hart, how many pilots did he have that didn't go or whatever? Mm. Like, uh, you know. I think that there's a lot of reason for you to be extremely hopeful. I remember, and I hope you don't throw in the towel. I remember, thank you. And you really believe that. Yes, very much. Very you much. don't just say that I for live yourself. That. I believe that and I live that. And I, I, I That's, really... That to me is a mark of success. To have a full subscription to your own philosophy. I feel, I feel that way. As yeah. opposed to just reciting it as some incantation where the, you know, like, like, uh, <laughs> Like saying the Our Father prayer as if by the, by virtue of saying it enough times, you'll have lived a better life, you know? Or Dude, you no, will, totally. you're just proving it to yourself. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm very fortunate to, to have this and to, and I'm not saying you don't feel that way. I'm just saying my take on it is that I feel fortunate to have flexibility where I can work on my projects. And if my projects don't do well, that doesn't matter. And nobody can be like, I'm not sending notes to some fucking dinosaur in Hollywood who doesn't know shit. I'm like, oh, let's 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 take another. Like, I do what I want when I want, and it's fucking amazing. And I feel free and happy for now. And I probably just jinx it, gonna knock on wood emphatically. Knocking on the wood. But let's Knocking fucking get him, bro. Wood. Let's go. Let's fucking yeah, go. Yeah, it's time. Let's fucking go. It's time for something big. Um, let me ask you a question. 
Yeah. So I know a lot of the time you compare yourself to a lot of your successful friends and that can be a dangerous game, but also a cool example of like what could be, you know what I mean? Um, would you say that your, most of those friends are happy? How happy do you think they are? And I don't even really know. I, I think some of them are, but I, I, there, to me, what I wonder is, you know, what's the end game for them? Because they achieved what our parents, their parents took into their late 50s to achieve. Totally. And if you or reach if the finish you ever line did. that early, what's left? Like, what are you fighting for? So I think that this is where your baker, the baker metaphor fits in nicely. It's that you can be done with that. And then your next thing can be like a pure passion project. That's yeah. the beauty of making it big in those kind of jobs. Like the amount of those guys who, when they're 40, they like have all this money and time and they just do something they're so psyched about. Like that to me is like the, the reason to do that. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to you be know? on a board. <laughs> I really do. I'd love to be on a board. That's funny. I, like I know a, a guy, I know a guy who's on the board of jet blue. Wow. His whole family flies for free. Oh my God. JetBlue, what a cool company. And they've been on the board since day one. He gets a salary from it. That's you know, unbelievable. Zooms in on board meetings every once in a while. They talk about stuff. He's like the the JetBlue oh, Minotti. The, That's uh, good. Come on. There you go. That's my second good one, dude. Yeah, Come on. Good. I don't get these that much. <laughs> I want it. I want the recommend I want the recognition. <laughs> he got it because he was insanely brilliant and successful in his career. Got it. And so they were like, hey, we, we could we use, your, use your brain. Yeah. Dude, I'd like to be the, the, uh, a member of the board of Quip, dude. Oh, is that a, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get on Are board. Are you guys taking board members? Can, yeah, may I get him. on board? Yeah. Uh, because these are some solid, sexy toothbrushes. Dude, like the Quip toothbrush is like the Matt G wagon of toothbrushes. Yeah, it sure is. And it's literally like Matt. And mm -hmm. like, like they, they brag about here, rightfully so, the sort of sleek, lightweight design yeah. is very swag, dude. Looks good in your DOP kit. I know that we talk about you know some of our other products getting you laid, which we're going to get to later. But I think the quip, quips the quip may also get you a step yeah, closer towards. Uh, girl sees that in your ditty bag. She's coming back around too. Right, a girl or guy sees that, they're like, "Oh man!" For me, yeah. dude, for me, it's the sort of vibrating functions that can alert you to how long you've brushed for, because I sort of tend to cop out at 30 seconds when I know it should go a little bit longer. But one of the reasons why I, why I cop out at 30 seconds is because I'm afraid of destroying my gums, but there's a separate function for that too. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. How many functions oh do you have? Oh my God. <laughs> it can vibrate as well when you're brushing too hard, man. It's really perfecting the process of brushing. So we definitely recommend you guys get on board with Quip. They have a bunch of other really dope products as well. Uh, you can go, you can get, uh, sorry, if you go to getquip.com, Slash oops right now, you will get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash oops. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash oops. Quip, the good habits company. Hmm. Lovely. Awesome. Sorry. Jet, no. Back to JetBlue. So you aspire to be a board member. I'd like to be on some, some I'd some like to be board. on multiple boards. You know, my old boss, Erica Nardini, what a career she's had. Um, she... Uh, you know, got hired to be the CEO of Barstool, but that happened because she had positioned herself so well 
through her immense successes at the prior prior companies she'd worked at AOL and I think maybe Verizon or something like that. Um, and through her incredible career, she gets now asked to be on the boards of companies like the WWE. Dude, it's fire. How cool would it be to be talking to Vince McMahon about, you to know. To be his boss. Yeah, like <laughs> to, to, to be strategically figuring out what what directions and what to implement new ways forward with re- professional wrestling. I know, I know, dude. I mean, that's I, look. I wouldn't want to be on the board of some insurance company necessarily, but JetBlue, WWE. Dude, my God, fire! Yeah, that's a cool meeting. That's yeah. a meeting you look forward to. Totally. You don't care where you have to fly. You know when you get there. If it's in the top floor of some gleaming skyscraper overlooking the Hudson River. or you know, in L.A. or something like that, you know they're going to have good sandwiches. <laughs> that's you true. know there's going to be a cart that's wheeled in with sandwiches and you like bet your ass. Tazo iced teas, slightly sweet. I know. And, dude, you're not even going to care at that point either yeah, because you will have every sweet. meal so customized to your liking. Yeah, exactly. Because of where you're staying. By the way, dude, have you seen the new JetBlue first class thing? Oh, mint. Mint. It's sick. They do. Um, this is all going to sound like, like a JetBlue ad. No, you can dine with the person like sitting with you. Not only that, do you know where they get their food from when where, you go where, from LA like to New York? Danny Meyer. Charlie Bird. <laughs> Charlie Bird. It's that's the Charlie crazy. Bird menu. Charlie Bird's an incredible restaurant that's, in New York City. That's unreal. That's incredible. How do they get it on the plane? <laughs> How do they get it on the plane from Charlie Bird? <laughs> is this Japan? To the airplane? <laughs> what is this Japan? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dude yeah that's really fucking cool dude i gotta be honest if somebody people always say they're like money won't make you happy type of thing but listen i truly believe that if i won the lotto and maybe every person who wins the lotto thinks this or if somehow i just got a bunch of money that i didn't deserve i truly believe i could fill my time extremely well with it i think i would be so happy mm. not having to do anything i didn't want to you anymore. don't think it would oh See, here's the thing, dude. Here's my thing, right? I don't think money necessarily makes you happy. I think success makes you happy. So I don't agree with that. I don't think <laughs> for no for me for me, and I know I, I get in general that idea that like success makes you happy. I don't think that it would make me happier. I think that just the money would be enough for me. Yeah, but money doesn't give you knowledge. Success and hard work give you knowledge. Okay, and but, knowledge is interesting. But but I, I that doesn't mean that my thirst for knowledge will be sort of like extinguish well you think that with sitting on a 125 million dollar you know lottery winning you're just me heading down to the local library every day dude i would do so much i would do so much cool shit i would do like all the i would do like the coolest trips i would just get involved in stuff that i thought was really interesting i have a lot of interests i really believe that i could fill my time doing and like sure so here's my here's something i see and you tell me if you disagree right sure all of a sudden, those trips you take to Haiti and Turkey and Albania or Iraq, where before you were spending the night in mud huts, mm-hmm. primitive lodging, no frills, always a risk of food poisoning, you know, spreading out a mat on the ground and eating a, a meal with your fingers with mm-hmm. some elder like you often <laughs> somehow do <laughs> just be part, be part of the tribe but somehow do by the way being a member of the council of elders that that's up fire. there with being on that's a board there, i would love to be on a council that of is elders. up there um 
I think all of a sudden you're like, well, there's no reason for me not to stay in the four seasons in Baghdad or the right. this. Like I'm going to do the same trip, but then like you are not. Then you're a hundred miles above them. Okay, and so you're not in the streets, and you're not fair, fair. getting the sweat and the flavor. Fair, fair. So I so th- so this is the other thing I think that's important to us to, and maybe this is a testament to like my goals and the fact that maybe they're the goals that are right for me because I think that I would actually just do the things that I'm already doing way better if someone just gave me money. So like for example, to your point of the mud huts or whatever, I think maybe I would do the mud huts, but like now I have a budget to do the mud huts so now i'm like i have an editing team and now i have and i could just like make cool shit and it just doesn't matter how it does or like so but but the thing that i do worry about and i thought that this is maybe where you were going is that somehow because i could just do it any second i wanted maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't appreciate it as more as much maybe it would be everything so available that now nothing's fun and that seems like a, a real thing that people with too much money tend to have yeah is the word inure i think that's the word inure? you become inured to it hold on let me look this up i think i think inure um i do i would invite all my yeah become accustomed yeah. to something especially something unpleasant i would invite all my friends on this these like awesome things i would like just i would just be social and fun and i don't think that i would become a loser like i think i would still like be involved in stuff and like I wouldn't be some kind of like knowledgeless consumer who just like ate too much and fucking scootered around. No, I think you'd still be adventuring. I just think it would be a different slice of life. Yeah. That you'd have access to. Yeah. So feel anybody feel if you guys want to see how this story ends, feel free to I'll send you my my Bitcoin wallet. Address. Feel Can free to send Bitcoin to you. Yeah, really. So, dude, first of all, a couple of things about this. Tom Brady. You Saw see, this. he gave so yeah. so this guy who gave back Tom Brady's with his six hundred touchdown touchdown ball. He, they he, they were so happy that he just so he just volunteered it back immediately, right? That they uh, have hooked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah. have to claw for it. There wasn't like, hey, if you give it no, back, no, he gave it back, and. That's the right thing to do. What are you going to hold the ball hostage? Yeah. Then you're an asshole. You know. Yeah, totally. And they've given him like everything you can imagine, like a gift certificate. Oh, is this okay? Here's here's the what they've given him: two signed jerseys, two signed helmets, a Mike Evans signed jersey, thousand dollars to the gift shop, fifty thousand dollars, a bit one Francis, Bitcoin through FTX, right? For, yeah, but that Tom Brady's personally giving him. By the way, Francis isn't reading this list. No, Francis knows this by heart. That's incredible. Dude. And was there was there two season tickets two for twenty twenty one and twenty two? Um, dude, and game cleats of Mike Evans. Okay, cool. Um, that's pretty fucking sweet. But yeah, dude, you can just send if you have the address, you can just send it. So that's the thing that they do. If you're starting a new currency to get publicity, you can send X Y Z amount of your coin to a notable, noteworthy guy. Wow. And it makes headlines. Wow. And this Shiba Inu coin, that's what happened. They sent like a trillion or something of them to the guy who started Ethereum. And that guy donated it all to like the India Relief Fund or anything, effectively oh. burning half of the supply, making it more valuable or something. Oh my God. This is all crypto nonsense. So this is, a, this is the other thing. You yeah. want to talk about what would I be interested in? I would love to work for a crypto firm. That would be sick. I would love to do a Jon Stewart desk type show about cryptocurrency or, you know, talk to like, 
Wall Street bets, Redditors, people who are much more aware of, you know, stocks and kind of against the establishment, the typical Wall Street voice, get a little bit more of a a microphone up to the guerrilla traders on the internet and highlight that. That's a job I think I would be interested in. Dude, that would also be funny. You could do like cool, like you go interview these guys and here's some guy who just has like a billion dollars of Ethereum or whatever and he just like lives in a basement or something. Like, yeah. It would be funny to find those like crypto success story guys. Well, dude, I told you about the time I got picked up in the, yeah, the Uber uh, black (laughs) because it was not much more expensive and he picked us up in a fucking Tesla plaid. Oh, sick. Which are, you know, the nicest version of the S I think. And he was like, yeah, I bought this car this year because I put all my money into Dogecoin. Oh, sick. And I'm like, then why are you still driving for Uber? You know, you never know. <laughs> you I never try know. to figure out how honest and truthful those situations are. Um, but I also think that I would be good in that role because I am not that knowledgeable myself. So I could ask these questions from a layman's perspective. Say, explain this to me as if I'm an idiot because I am. And then everyone who doesn't really know can learn through the more simple process. Dude, here's the next show. If God forbid things don't go how you want with the current one. Well, we'll know. Throw it on the list. Yeah, we'll know in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, well, dude, you know, you know, another uh, another interesting show that I think you could be really good at would would be interviewing people about their morning coffee routines. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Coffee aficionados, people who really know the notes, people who know their beans, dude. Chocolate, persimmon, hints <sighs> of uh, you know, cherry. I don't know. <laughs> The persimmon. Have you ever eaten a persimmon? I have not. Uh, maybe I have. But it's I'm supposedly sure. like one of the most ancient fruits. Oh, I love an old fruit. Yeah, I love. <laughs> Dude, tell us about the coffee. Man. We love Brooklyn Roasting Company. Brooklyn Roasting is is getting better and better. The stuff that they're sending me now is just every tin I open, man. It, it just makes me happier and happier. Opening a tin of Brooklyn Roasting has the same sort of feeling of opening a a, a can of Pringles. <laughs> Once you pop, the fun don't stop. It, well, it's got and that, it does pop. Yeah, it pops, and then it's got that beautiful sort of, uh, you know, air seal. And once it's like a can of tennis balls too. Yeah. So you open it and then you see the beans. You're like, those are fresh. You bury your nose in there. They and hit a... you like as if Pandora's box actually ended up being something good. Yeah. Yeah. You get nice. hit with all that Pandora. Nice. Oh, everyone was negging Pandora. <laughs> Turns out she was a lot cooler than we thought. Um, look at this bounty from old Dora. Anyway, Brooklyn roasting. That's I cannot shit. tell you how it's much the mocha java. The Hue Hue Tananga, all the Ethiopian roasts. The Coffee Month Club does it for you. Check it out now. Subscribe. Uh, Go to brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS, and you're going to get 5% off your first order. I love this coffee. We love this coffee. Get some now. How do you feel about an email? Yeah. Ooh, you know how I feel about an email. We love them. Lay it upon me. Lay it upon us. Um, Okay, here we go. This one's called How to Handle an Arrest. Fellas, never thought I would be emailing in, but I've come across an issue with a girl that I recently started dating, and it feels like one that I can't bring up to my friends without revealing her past people don't necessarily need to know. Anyway, I randomly met her and don't really know anybody that knows her, so pause for a second. That is such a valuable, what he just said is such a thing. When you meet somebody random, they don't have this sort of like reputation, which can be good, but it can also be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's nice to like have an idea of who the person is. If you have zero people on Instagram that you that follow her, who follow you, it's a risk. Or you know, there's no crossover there, 
That's scary. That's scary. You're in the wilderness with a person. You are. You really are. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, for whatever reason, one night I decided to throw her into a Google search on my phone as a very basic background check. What do you know? She's been arrested a couple times for battery. <laughs> uh, my assumption is this is some basic charge. And generally speaking, I am not overly concerned because she seems great. However, I do want to know what the story, uh, what the story is because it seems like a red flag, right? Although I can't bring it up to, I can't bring it up without sounding like a psychopath myself. Do I just keep going and hope somehow an opportunity arises that it comes naturally into conversation or do I bring this up and threaten killing a good thing? Ignorance would, would have been bliss here, but not sure what to do now. Okay. That is a tough one. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, I have an answer. Unfortunately, I, I think my answer is that men have more of a luxury of e- e- the ideal, the idealistic response is that you want to give everyone a blank slate, give them a chance to explain themselves or, or take them from the beginning and believe in people until proven otherwise. But men have more of a luxury of doing that than women do because people can be risky. And if a woman found out that a guy she had just started dating had a history of beating the shit out of people, right? That's not that good. should be that the, needs to be known a major red flag and and yeah. and and end that. Whereas you know, a guy finds out that this girl has been kicked out of a couple nightclubs and like taken a couple right. of drunken swings right. at a bouncer or whatever. Right. It's like, ha ha, it's kind of funny. She gets a little loose. Um, so I do think that there is a different answer, unfortunately, yeah. in my mind for men and women on this one. Agreed. And my, here's my, my concern is a couple of times for battery. Yeah. So the question then becomes, what was the battery? Yeah. So a couple of times is never good. That means that this person most likely has a pretty bad temper. Is violent. And yeah. potentially violent. Now, was it against her ex-boyfriend or not? We don't know. Does that necessarily even matter? Like, I don't know if I want to be dating somebody that I know is willing at any given time to fucking roll her sleeves up and start punching someone in the face. Right. Regardless of if she's right or not. Two times is too many. Have you ever seen, <laughs> have you ever seen someone hit someone like that you knew? Uh, Maybe. Have you ever seen someone strike someone? W- like watched it happen? Yeah. Um, and I'm talking, know, I'm actually. talking like a couple, someone. Oh, Jesus. Um, no. And I'm not even, I'm not, I'm talking about a woman hitting the guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Hard? Smacking him in the head, sure. And, and he didn't like it? No, he didn't. Was he mad? Yeah. So she smacked him in the head? Yeah. Why? He did something stupid or they were drunk or like whatever. And she just smacked him? Yeah. In the head or in the face. Dude, I don't think. Or started think... hitting him in the head with her palm. Oh my god. I think that's totally unacceptable. I agree. I think that's completely not okay. Agreed. And I know people, I know someone who does this routinely. Dude. And really? witnessing it is uncomfortable. But she's actually mad or she's fucking around? No, she's mad. Jesus, dude. Yeah, fuck that. I've seen a woman I know hit a guy. Do I know her? I don't want to leave too many clues. Okay, okay. That's crazy. And whenever it happens afterward, I'm I'm like, was I the only one who fucking saw that? Oh my god. And dude. because I know for I don't like being hit. I, I really don't. do not I like either. being struck. When I was in 
high school, you know, and I went to this one school my freshman year, Chevrolet, in in and it was like it had been an all boys school until three years prior. So it was you know it was a Jesuit school, mostly male, uh, and there were all these ridiculous, you know, guys would go around. <sighs> fucking push you into a locker yeah yeah like it was you know the the opening scene from spider-man or something like you know you're like these things only happen in in hollywood and stupid nickelodeon movies wrong guys would guys would bully you and they would hit you and i never understood that yeah i was like what are we doing it's It's the 21st century like why are you how could you possibly think this is acceptable this is okay totally um and i don't like i don't like hitting at all so if someone hit me Someone I was dating hit me in the head, even as, even if it was just because like I farted or something. <laughs> I I would I would after you know in a quieter moment I'd be like, if you ever do that again, we're gonna have a major problem. Like I'm gonna end the relationship. I yeah. would I would never hit someone <laughs> yeah. back. I just like don't hit me. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah, I'm I have really strong feelings about that. Dude, yeah, I, I I hate it too. But have I, you ever been hit? Yeah, but like, but I like the the story I told earlier on the podcast, like I don't know, hundred episodes ago or something. It's on the Ricky episode. But a bouncer like kicked the shit out of me. Oh, I mean by a woman you were dating. Oh yes, I have. You've been hit by a woman. Yes. Have you been smacked in the face? Yes. Slapped. Punched. Slapped. What? One particular one person in particular who did it multiple times. Yes. And you just rolled with the punches? Like not really. What did you do? I was like, are you fucking kidding? But what am I supposed to do? Like one time I was, it was happening when I was driving, dude. I'm like, are you serious? What? I know. It's like drunk, like uh, irrational, crazy person. Yeah. Crazy. How long did you continue to see the person after the first It was very tumultuous. Like we kind of were on and off for a couple years and then that was it. And I just, I don't talk to her. Crazy. I hate (sighs) it. It was terrible. Wow. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever, uh, I, w- I would think I've probably been like playfully hit and then I would tell them I don't like, I don't like that even. And yeah. then they would stop. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, I, I agree. I don't like the playful hitting. I don't like joke punches. Well, I'm joking. Dead like, arms, dead dude, legs. I hate all, I taps. hate it's just, Charlie it's just Horse. Charlie Horse, Indian sunburns, you know, it's titty twisters. I don't care what it is. I I hate, hate it all. That I shit. hate it all. I hate it. And dude, it's always the type of the people who do it are like the type of person who like, you know, people pretend to pour Gatorade on you. The people who actually pour it. Yeah. Those are the same guys. Did I tell you that I was at the show I did that your parents came to that there was a guy. Did I tell you this? No. This is one of the funniest moment, like crowd work exchanges I've ever had. This guy was, you know, I told this story about getting beaten up in Maine. And then I asked if anyone in the audience has ever been punched in the face. And this guy was like, yeah. I've been, I've, and I said, okay, what was the deal? And he goes, well... You know, I was in high school and I fought the bully. And I was like, okay, great. You know, why? What happened? And he goes, well, I said, how did it start? And he said, I was in the cafeteria and he came over and he, he spilled the milk on my head. And I go, no, no, that's a victim's mentality. He poured a milk on your head. You're better than that now. You didn't spill it. You weren't friends. You know, you know these guys will be guys. You, can, you know, he's just playing around. He spilled the milk on my head. No, he poured it on your head. Uh, it was very, very funny. And then he, um, sort of got into the story of how he like then tackled the guy. He got suspended, but then a, a week later they met at the middle school to like actually fight oh, yeah. it out, and he got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, just all that 
so funny. Dudes, I agree. Like so anyone, stupid. anyone who thinks that there's a place to resolve or bond or exert authority through physical assault, and I include titty twisters in physical oh, assault. Big time. Big time. Um, Don't touch me, dude. There are such <laughs> better ways for you to prove to me that you're better than me. Like, play me in one-on-one. Let's play tic-tac-toe. Like, <laughs> let's let's do a trivia off. Right. You if know you what go, I mean? And if you need to blow off some steam, go fucking chop some wood or something. Yeah, like. if you're smarter than me, bury me with, with intelligence. If you're better than me at sports, you're stronger than me. Bury me in a way that doesn't... I don't know that it's a competitive. You think but I'm saying that's what I, I think that's what a, a lot of it's, you really? know, insecurity and they're mm-hmm. they're just lashing out or they're doing these things to, to make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. And there are better ways to do that, frankly. Right, right, right. True. That's kind of my mentality. Yeah, it's fair. Um, well, to our friend on this uh, who's dating this girl, you know, the thing I worry about is bringing it up because he is right. If it's been great so far, bringing that up is going to potentially. Yeah. You're probably gonna, you might end up ending it. Well, maybe keep your eyes peeled for <laughs> for signs. I don't really know. I think at this point you maybe have to ask. Be like I googled you. I don't know why. You, you be honest. Exactly. Like I, I googled mean, you. I know nobody who knows you. I was curious what would pop up. The more serious you get with someone, I, I think googling in this day and age is the, just. I mean, the, the most basic. It's pretty basic. The most basic thing. Even just for fun. And. The fact that, you know, she's definitely going to have either an explanation or an answer. She shouldn't be surprised. You're not prying by Googling someone. Yeah, no, totally. Not at all. It's not like he went through her computer. Dude, not at all. He went through the computer. The computer. Of the world. (laughs) And you were there. That's on you. you. If you're on the computer, you better have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um... All right, dude. Well, what do you think? That was fun, man. Take her home. We really picked it up on that episode, you know? Love it. It was a wild ride. Yeah. Um, Appreciate you all staying with us. I'm in Providence, by the way, uh, tomorrow night and Saturday. Providence at the Comedy Connection. I hope you guys will come out. I love Providence. This is a great comedy club. Uh, Go to FrancisEllis.com slash shows or just FrancisEllis.com to get tickets to that. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, coming or for buying tickets to our live show at the City Winery, December 1st and 7th, uh, presented by Stuart Spike. Those are going to be awesome. Thank you so much. And there's still a couple of tickets left for my show, New York Comedy Festival, November 9th. Caveat, uh, go on my bio to get tickets for that. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in person in your city soon.